in the last few verses of that. Amen. Appreciate you. Do you ever think about what you're singing? You ever think about that? I, w- I was a teenager. I-, I, sang in- I sang as a young man as well, and uh, it's just something I did. And I remember as a teenager, and I was right at them times about, you know, the world's attracting this, and, you know, but I knowing what's right and all that. And I sang a song about, I'll be a Gideon. And a preacher got up behind me and said, Do you hear what that young man just said? My eyes got real big. <laughs> Yeah, he's just talking about taking a stand and doing what's right and being, the, being one that'll, that'll go up against God's enemies because God asked him to do it and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm just, quit. <laughs> you know, I guess, you know, I was a teenager. I wasn't all settled and knowing what I was going, doing. I was just singing a song. And uh, sometimes we just, through just habit, we're just singing songs. We don't even know what we're singing. Dare to be a Daniel tonight, amen? amen. Come on. Come on, John Will. Dare to be a Daniel, right? Amen. Come on. All right, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and um, I said that a couple times already, but I forgot to say this. I'm keeping you standing because you're going to sleep. All right. (laughs) Brother Martini got this for us, and I appreciate him. I asked him to do it. What this is is a sample ballot, okay, a sample ballot. Do you know you can do that? You can go right down there and say, I want a sample ballot of my ballot. So I can see what's on it ahead of time and I can know how to, how to do it properly. All right? So Brother Martini's got a Martinsburg address on the north side of Martinsburg here. And he went down and got himself a sample ballot. And do, you, do we have, is this a copy? They're right out here in the foyer here. So um, if you would like one, you're welcome to have one. I'm sure he didn't make 150 copies. But um, we can always make a few more. Okay? Yes, sir. You can. Sorry, I was old school tactic. I sent him down to the, to the, to the hall. Amen? You can. Okay, he says you can get your sample ballot online and uh, go see a McCoy, buy a mattress, mattress and find out how. Okay. That was a commercial in there for some reason. Amen. Um, <laughs> you politician. Amen. Okay, all right. Uh, but anyways, I want you to know that you got to do that thing. Find out ahead of time so we don't go and do it blinded okay i've been there i walk up there and i go who in the world is that and what are they doing on there i don't know what's on there well you got to get it ahead of time and know what's going on and so i asked brother martin to do that thank you so much and he's got some copies for you and if you want to buy a mattress you can find out how to do it online and all that stuff right i'm having fun with you tonight trying to get brother Gwen to wake up all right ecclesiastes this guy he likes taking my jokes i don't know that's why he didn't. Anyways, moving on. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, we were looking at here old age and the winding down of things. Solomon, an old man, he's talking about how the body starts to break down, fall apart. And then we got to verse 7 and it said, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity. That kind of been a theme of this book. Right? So let's pray and then I'll have you be seated. Lord Jesus, use this time, please. Lord, you are the living Word of God and have given us the written Word of God tonight. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just use me tonight for whatever your purpose is. And that you would bring out of the Scripture what you want. And Lord, you would labor what you want and and have me pass quickly by what you don't. 
And I pray, Lord, that your will would be accomplished for all of us to learn in the Word of God tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Vanity of vanities. Remember, the whole purpose here is is man without God is vanity. What is vanity again? It's it's emptiness. It's, It's worthlessness. It's nothing. So man without God is just dust. That's it. Man without God is just dust. God, remember we looked at this verse 7 last week. How God gave the spirit to man. He breathed in man. The, a living spirit made him come alive. And that spirit that God gave, he will require once again. Uh, and, and you'll stand before God and hey, if your name is not written in the book of life, there is only one end and you won't like it. If you're not saved, get saved. I got saved 33 years ago and I'm, I'm, I thank the Lord for it. Thank the Lord for it. Some of you got saved at a young age, and some of you got saved at an older age, and some of you battled it for a while. Some of you said no to it. Some of you said yes the first time. We were all in different places, but if you're saved, you're saved. Praise God for heaven. Amen. Amen. If you're not saved, I invite you tonight to get saved. Come say, preacher, I need to know how to get saved. Well, then come on. Let's look in the Word of God, and we'll get saved tonight. Praise the Lord for it. But without God, man just returns to dust. His soul goes to hell. It's all, it's all been in vain. Right? It's vanity. And that's what, Paul, that's what Solomon here is trying to teach us. Look at verse 9. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. Okay, what's he talking about? He's talking about the other book he wrote, right? The book of Proverbs. The book right previous to this, when he was a young man and God gave him wisdom and he started to collect these Proverbs and put them together. Go with me real quick. Keep your finger here. Go with me to 1 Kings 4. 1 Kings chapter 4. 1 Kings 4. Look at verse 29, please. 1 Kings 4, 29. The Bible says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding, uh, understanding exceeding much, and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the, excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country, and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezraite, and He-Man. Does that say He-Man? Do I have anybody that from the 80s in here? I have the power. Yes, amen, amen. Well, the power of grace. Okay, moving on. All right. I thought somebody would have caught that earlier than that. But anyways, this He-Man's in the Bible. I just wanted you to see that. And Chalcol and Darda and the sons of Mahol and his fame was in the nations round about. Now watch this, 32. And he spake 3,000 proverbs and his songs were 1,005. Okay, we've already read in the book of Ecclesiastes how he was wise and sought out wisdom and, 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 and sought these things out and, and looked for this. And, and he said, uh, he said much, uh, much study and much books and all this stuff. He's, he's talked about that in Ecclesiastes. And uh, he saw that man's wisdom was not God's wisdom. It, it always came up short. 
And uh, here in the book of Kings, I never realized it was 3,000 Proverbs. I never realized it was 1,005 songs. That's a lot. That's a lot. Back in Ecclesiastes now, Solomon was a man of wisdom. Look at verse 10. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. Okay? Uh, it sounds like he's being a little bit, um, or the opposite of humble here. He's like, I was wise, I wrote sounds of good stuff. But, but when we have the truth of the Word of God, when we know this is what God wants, we can be confident in that. Not, a, not an arrogance about us like prideful man, but a strength and a power of God. Right? I, I can tell you, when, I, when my, my wife and I, when we moved here, I knew that's what God wanted. And it wasn't, it wasn't uh, uh, I didn't feel that it was an arrogance or a pride on my part. I just said, I told Prairie and I told you, I said, I know this is what God wants. And, and I believe that night that you voted on, on me and on us, I even told you, I said, this is what God has done these last several months, these, these last months in my heart and the last month with between Pastor Bain and I and between the deacons and all that. And I kept saying, listen, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you I'm all that in a bag of chips. I'm here to tell you, I know what God's doing. And when we have the Holy Spirit of God confirming things in our heart, we can have confidence. There's a difference between that and prideful man, an arrogant man. And so uh, we ought to know that Solomon here, I believe, uh, this book of Scripture, I believe he to be in the right, uh, right mindset here. When he says acceptable words there in verse 10, acceptable words means kind, desirable, and easy words. Uh, and so acceptable words and that which was upright and that words of truth. So, so right words and good words here. Verse 11, the words of the wise are as goads. And as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. Okay, somebody help me tonight. What's a goad? It's a stick. That's right. It's a stick with a sharp end. And you prod with it. Okay? If you had to move cattle, if you had to move something, you'd, you'd poke it with a, a, a pointy stick, right? But come on, some of you cowboys in here, right? Spurs on the back of the boots. Right? Were they, were they a little prickly? They were a little sharp? Why? Because you got to prod them a little bit. You with me? Okay. Okay, good. All right, good. We got somebody in here. Man. Shoo! Somebody turn the air condition down to 60 or something. We're going to sleep in here. All right. All right, good. Thank you, church. Appreciate you. So goads are, are a, it's a stick that, that prods, that, that point, that pricks us. Right? Pricks us. And look what he says. And as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies. The, the nails here refer to something that is not going to move, not going to change. It's something that's been fastened on purpose. Do we have something that pricks us, that is fastened, that doesn't change? Praise God for that. We have the Holy Spirit of God and we have the Word of God that does not change. And it pricks us. And we ought to be in it regularly so we get that regular pricking of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. James calls it a mirror. And you look in that mirror and you see where you don't line up and we change to what is right and what is truth. That's why a walk with God in time in the Scripture is good. Wherewithal shall the young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Psalm 119 says. 
You want to get cleaned up? Get in the Word. Let's, let, we turn the world off. Get in the world. We can clean up things. Because we get pricked by the Word and the Holy Spirit directing us to what is right. That's what he's talking about here is goads and nails. Look at it again. Verse 11. The words of the wise are as goads and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies which are given from one shepherd. Notice that, which are given from one shepherd. We do have one shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, I, I, Some people would call me a shepherd. No, I'm an under-shepherd. I'm underneath Jesus Christ. I am not the head of the church. Please understand that. The pastor is, I am nobody special. I'm not, I'm not some great thing. I, I'm under Jesus Christ. He is the head of the church, Colossians chapter 1. Okay, By, by him... All things consist. He's to have the preeminence, what Colossians 1 says. And I am the under-shepherd, and if I am out of line with him, then the Holy Spirit will fix it, or he'll take me out. That's just how it works. And uh, God, uh, God does it that way, all right? And so, uh, that's how it works. But look at, look at the wording here, which are given from one shepherd. It's almost like saying, it's lowercase, and, and a shepherd is a picture, a pastor is a picture of a shepherd. That word pastor comes from that, that if I'm saying the right word, I wasn't studying this today, but if it's poimen, I believe. Is that the Greek word, that shepherd? I believe that's right. And, it, and a pastor, poimen, talking about feeding a flock, poimen, as, as a pastor would, an under-shepherd here of Jesus Christ. And it's almost like the Old Testament saying, hey, you've got, you've got some truth being given to you from a shepherd and when it's pricking and when it's, when it's, when it's uh, getting on you, then respond and let's do right. Okay, that's, that's what he's saying. The words of the wise are as goads and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies which are given from one shepherd. And further, verse 12, and further by these, my son, be admonished. What does admonished mean? Correction. Correction. That we would train up our children in the nurture and the admonition. The love and the correction. With me? Look what he says here. And further by these, my son, be admonished. By, by what? By the words, wise words, the word of God. Of making, look at this, of making many books, there is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. Now, some of us would say... We ought to write that down a little, little card and give it to every teacher in school when she's assigning homework that says, much study is a weariness of the flesh. <laughs> Praise God. I was a good student, but I didn't like doing, I just didn't like school. I was trying to get out of it quick. I just didn't, I'm not a book guy. I just, not that way, right? Uh, math teachers, I don't understand you. Why you gotta, I mean, we get it after five problems. Why do we gotta do 30 of them? You know what I'm saying? I, I just... Much, much study is a weariness of the flesh. Amen? Why do I got to define 62 definition words out of some book that I could just look at the dictionary? Amen. Okay. All right. I got to find them and define. Anyways, I'm teasing a little bit. I'm teasing a little bit. But look what Solomon's saying here in the context here. He's saying, I could have written a lot more, but this will do. He's summing it up. He's summing it up. I know some of you are trying to say, Pastor, if you would just sum it up tonight, we could get out of here. <laughs> I get that. Well, okay, amen. All right, good. 
All right. So verse 13. He does conclude it right here. He does sum it all up. Verse 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Amen? Young man comes to you and says, uh, Sir, teach me something. Brother Shank, a younger man comes to you, teach me something. What, what should I do here? Right there. It already told you what to do. Fear God and keep His commandments. Amen? So the Bible says. Do what God told you to do. It's right in there, the Word of God. I, uh, I was preaching about that sometime recently, and I'll say it again. There's some things that are, we're commanded to do in the Word of God that we don't have to sit down and think about. We don't have to sit down and pray about. Okay? Um, sometimes when I'm, I'm talking to, about baptism things, and, and, and I understand there's two sides of things. And parents are, are, are trying to help their children, and some, wanna, some, of your, some parents want to teach their children that why they need to get baptized and all that and take time with them. I'm not that way. That's not me. The Bible says baptism comes after salvation. It's immediate obedience. That's just how I am. That's how I was taught when I was a kid. You get saved, the Bible says you get baptized. It's immediate, it's immediate obedience. And, and Acts shows us that. As soon as they received Christ, they got, they got baptized. Uh, you know, I didn't need to, as, as a young boy, I didn't need to understand baptism. I just needed to do it. And then I grow in the Word of God like a babe in Christ that's growing. Okay? A, a baby who just got, uh, who just was just born, an infant, doesn't need to understand why mama's changing his diaper and giving him a bath. He doesn't need to understand that. He just needs to, to sit there and let mama do it. Later, when he gets older, he can understand, well, well, well why are you doing this to me? <laughs> why, why, are you, why are you giving me a spanking or whatever the case is? You with me? He can understand it later. Obedience here. And there's some things in the Word of God that we are commanded to do, that we ought to do because we're commanded. We don't have to sit down and think about it. We don't have to pray about it because we've already been given direction. And there's a few things that way. Baptism is one of those things. Soul winning is one of those things. Every, every Christian in the Word of God is told to reach the world for Christ. And how are you doing that? We don't have to think about it. We don't have to pray about it. We're commanded to do it. Amen? Amen. It's like uh, I was preaching recently about being kind to people. We don't have to pray about that. Jesus said, be ye kind. It's a command of Scripture. You with me? You with me tonight? All right, good. So our, our responsibility, the conclusion of the whole book. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. A, a verse that goes right along with that, and I won't have you turn there, but if you take notes... Psalm 112, verse 1. It says a very similar thing. A reflection of that reaffirms it. Verse 14. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. That's a little convicting right there. Whew. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? God just said He's going to bring to light. Didn't know what He said? For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing. And when the Bible says that word manifest, sometimes you see that when it's talking about judgment like this. And it says manifest. The word manifest, it doesn't say it here, but it does say it in the New Testament a couple times. 
Manifest means brought to light. That's exactly right. You can see the stains on the floor better because of these bright lights, right? <laughs> brought to light. With me? Okay? There's coming a day when we will stand before Christ. And after salvation, our works are put to the fire. Okay? If you, if you would like to read it, for sake of time, I'm not going to have you turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. In the, in the teens, I, th- I want to say 13, 14, along those lines, he talks about no man hath laid a foundation other than Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is our salvation. Right? That's what he's talking about. Salvation. Found it that our, my feet was put, were put on a rock. That's our foundation. And then a man can add to that, and that's his works of, of, of uh, when, he, when I say an add to that, I'm talking about Jesus doesn't take us away right away. He doesn't take us to heaven immediately. And we're left here to do work for Him. To, to be faithful, to win souls, and, and to live life here on earth in His name. Okay? Alright? And so what He says is, he, a man builds upon that foundation with wood, hay, stubble, gold, and silver, and precious stones. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And then he says, all of those things will be tried by fire. He said, I'm going to throw them right in the fire. I'm going to throw them right in the furnace. And what burns up, wasn't worth, it, wasn't, it doesn't mean anything anymore. But what makes it through the fire is what you'll get rewards for. Okay? Gold makes it through a fire. Silver makes it through a fire. Precious stones make it through fire. But wood, hay, and stubble don't. You say, what's wood, hay, and stubble? Well, just make application there. What we do in our life, it either makes a difference for eternity or it doesn't. Mama, caring for your children makes a difference for eternity. You're raising them for Christ. With me? Okay? It's okay to do some things in the world like buy a coffee. But that doesn't make any difference for eternity unless you're witnessing somebody when you're getting a coffee. So we understand these things. It's okay that we do things. The Bible talks about another place in Corinthians about using the world but not abusing it. It does, it does talk about that. I'm not, I don't have the scripture in mind right now where it's at, the reference for you. But it talks about that. God put us here, and He put us here to, to, to live, to grow, to raise our children, to reach people for Christ. And sometimes that means buying a Coke or a, or a coffee or enjoying things. But that stuff doesn't last for eternity. What lasts is when I hand that track to that person because they handed me my drink and I handed them a track and I gave them the Word of God. That makes a difference for eternity. Raising my, raising my boys up to be men of God, to know the Word of God, to preach the Word of God, to witness to people, and, and to be the right kind of men, that, that matters for eternity. Teaching my daughter to be feminine and not trying to look like a man and act like a man. To be feminine and to be a godly woman. That matters for eternity. Because that's what Jesus told us to do. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 3 talks about how our works will be put to the fire. Um, we're, we're out of time tonight. I'm going to give you some other scripture. Maybe it will be a help to you. Look up Romans chapter 2. Verse 16. Look up Romans 14, 10 and 12. You can look up uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 
uh, verse 5. You look up 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. talks about the judgment seat of Christ. talks about the judgment before uh, the Lord and how we will be tried by fire. Listen, I'm under the belief that the judgment seat of Christ is not like some people view it. We will not pay for sin. Please understand that. We will not pay for sin at the judgment seat of Christ. But it will be a time of, of, of judgment. Okay? Because the Lord has put some things on my heart that I'm supposed to do. And I either said yes or I either said no. And if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, you will see that some people were rewarded and some people went without. It wasn't payment. He didn't nail you to a cross, but he did say, he did not give that reward for that thing that he called you to do because you didn't do it. And if you look, people refer to heaven like a place that you wipe away tears. That's not till Revelation 21. I wonder if I'll be crying at the judgment seat of Christ because I said no on a certain thing and that person died and went to hell. You with me tonight? That's convicting to me. But it also helps me to not do it again. Because people need Jesus. And what he's saying here is it doesn't matter what it is. He said every secret thing, verse 14, whether it be good or whether it be evil, it's going to come to light and he's going to say, here's the life I've given you on earth since you got saved. What did you do with it? We go, remember Sunday night I was talking about money and we talked about the talents and how the, the Lord went away and he gave this man a, 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 a portion. And he gave this man a portion. And this man a portion. And when he came back, he said, what would you do with it? What would you do with it? What would you do with it? And those that were faithful for Christ, he said, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. And the one that didn't do anything, wasn't too pleased with, was he? There's coming a judgment. We understand that. Judgment seat of Christ is for those that are saved. The great white throne judgment is not one you want to be at. That's for people that are unsaved. And that's when the books are opened. Multiple books. You look at Revelation 20. Multiple books are opened. And the book of life is opened. Those that were not written in the book of life, means you weren't saved, are judged according to the things in the other books. And they're cast into the lake of fire. That means you're, you're judged by your works because you, you didn't have the blood applied to your account. That's what that means. Okay? So tonight, if we're not saved, let's get saved. If we are saved, let's live for God because there's judgment coming. Amen? And we're going to stand before Him and we're going to give an account of our life. That means I'm going to give an account of being a father. I'm going to give an account of being a husband. I'm going to give an account of being a pastor. I'm going to give an account of being a Christian in, in, in Berkeley County, West Virginia. And am I making a difference for Christ? I'm going to give an account for that. You with me tonight? Amen. That's scripture. That's what it is right there. Hey, we've ended Ecclesiastes. Solomon says, Solomon says, hey, I've walked this walk. I've done the worldly thing. I've gone in my own wisdom. I've gone in my own pleasure. I've done whatever I wanted to do, whatever I thought I wanted to do, and it's all worthless. It's all vanity. He concludes the book and he says, I've learned as an old man, fear God and keep his commandments. He says, because there's coming a day where I'm going to have to answer for everything I've done. 
I'll get rewarded for some things and I won't get rewarded for others. With me tonight? That's how he concludes his book. That's convicting to me. I need to be faithful where God told me to be faithful. He has me wearing a lot of hats and he has you wearing a lot of hats. Let's be faithful. Amen? Amen. I'm going to pray. i got a couple quick things for you and then I'll let you go. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the word. Thank you for what you've taught us. Thank you for just the, the refreshing uh, thought, the Lord, where we finished a book and now we can move to another and, and do what you want us now and the next time we meet. Lord, I pray for next week. We will not meet on next Wednesday, Lord, but we will meet next Thursday night. And I pray that, God, we be faithful every night to missions conference and being a part of this thing. Lord, help us. And may we be willing to do whatever you want. We love you and thank you. Bless these folks and give them safety as they leave tonight and bring them back in their places for soul winning and for Sunday church. And we thank you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen.